Welcome to Seismic Sound Off, exploring the depth and usefulness of geophysics. I'm your host, Andrew Gary. Oil and gas companies have an enormous role in transitioning to a renewable future. This episode examines how IPCA partners with companies and organizations to support a sustainable future through emissions reduction, nature conservation, and stakeholder engagement. IPCA is the global oil and gas association for advancing environmental and social performance across the energy transition. In this episode, discover how IPCA sets sustainability principles for members around climate, nature, and social impacts. Hear why sustainability reporting allows companies to communicate their commitments to stakeholders and demonstrate progress. You will also gain insights into how transparency and stakeholder engagement will shape the future of oil and gas companies. And the person that will take us through it all is Isabel Miranda, the Director of Sustainability and Social Performance at IPCA. To read Isabel's full biography, as well as download the transcript for this interview and find all the links referenced in this show, please check out the show notes for this episode. Without further introduction, my conversation with Isabel Miranda. Well, Isabel, I'm honored and excited to speak with you. Maria Angela thankfully set this up to learn more about your organization. So I imagine this organization is going to be new to a lot of listeners. So we're, we're going to start there. What does IPICA do? Thank you very much, Andrew. Well, IPICA is a global oil and gas industry association. We were formed uh, almost 50 years ago at the request of the UN Environmental Programme to be the main channel of communication between the UN and the oil and gas industry. So we basically are formed by member companies operating primarily in the oil and gas, but also increasingly a number of them diversifying in the renewable space and the low carbon energy and mobility solutions. And our aims are really to help oil and gas and alternative energy companies in a number of ways. One is to produce their energy and products with as low carbon emissions as possible, also in a way that respects nature and ideally enhances it, to take care of workers, suppliers, and communities where they operate, and very importantly, to embed the sustainable development goals as part of their core business on the ground and in their operations. IPICA does bring together over a thousand representatives from its member companies, Many of them are leading sustainability experts, and together with their counterparts in the UN, the non-governmental organizations, civil society, and academic organizations, they share knowledge and work together on developing good practice across the areas of climate, nature, people, and sustainability. That's a unique relationship there with the UN, and, and it's great that IPICA took the call from the UN to create this organization. And IPICA has eight membership principles. Could you touch on a few of those and to give a sense of what those are? So just over a year ago, we launched the eight IPICA principles as a new condition of membership. Group around IPICA's four strategic pillars that I mentioned earlier around climate, nature, people, and sustainability. And each area includes two principles. The first one drives support for a UN convention or initiative, and the second one advances the environmental and social performance of member companies' operations. 
Through our global membership and its reach and influence, the principles align a significant portion of the industry around the Paris Agreement, the UN Convention on Biological Diversity, the UN Guiding Principles on Business and Human Rights, and the Sustainable Development Goals. The principles also clearly demonstrate the important contribution our industry can make to these conventions through operational good practice. Since we launched the principles, we also publish a practical toolkit, which gives examples of actions which members and wider industry can take to take on board those principles, along with the IPICA guidance to support them in that process. Why did IPICA make this change to set these principles as a condition for membership for these organizations? I think setting the IPICA principles was a big step for IPICA. As I mentioned, they set clear performance expectations for members on some of the most pressing societal challenges of our time, including climate change, biodiversity, human rights, and sustainable development. By setting sustainability expectations for members, the principles demonstrate IPICA's commitment to working with members and stakeholders to lead the global oil and gas and alternative energy sector through a sustainable energy transition. The principles help to guide members and the wider industry through their sustainability journeys as well, providing shared pathways in support of our vision to advance the oil and gas industry's environmental and social performance and contribution to the energy transition in the context of sustainable development. Importantly, where a company is on its sustainability journey, the principles have something to offer. So let's let's dive a little bit more into this idea of sustainability and sustainability reports. What kind of information does a sustainability report provide? Well, primarily a sustainability report is a document that comprises non-financial performance of sustainability topics covering environmental, social, and governance performance, and basically really provides transparency on the company's non-financial performance. What, what are the benefits to a company for producing, you know, these non-financially focused sustainability reports? I think there are a number of benefits as part of producing sustainability reporting, and I will name a few. I think the first one would be the improving their sustainability performance by evaluating its activity to identify where it's performing well and where it can improve. Secondly, it enhances stakeholder engagement, both internally within the organization, but also externally. As sustainability reports provide a credible way to communicate and engage with customers, suppliers, employees, and wider society by providing reliable information on sustainability performance and priorities. It also drives operational performance and also improves financial performance. Yeah, I want to touch briefly on that improves financial performance because even though a sustainability report contains maybe non-financial aspects, do you do you think there is a financial incentive for companies to produce these reports? It could still benefit them? I think there's a very strong business case, as I mentioned, in terms of how you engage with your stakeholders. And increasingly, I think we're seeing a trend in terms of legislation of how non-financial reporting is moving from a voluntary to a mandatory space, uh, where it's sort of going to be more tightly linked to activities related to financial performance as well. So I think there's a very strong business case. And that's something that um, as IPICA, which we have been 
very active in this space for a number of years. We produce our own reporting guidance and we have a very active reporting working group uh, where we really uh, encourage members to be active in this space and those new to reporting also to, to start considering disclosing information and producing sustainability reports. Yeah, I imagine it could be a really competitive edge for a company if it does become mandatory. If you already have the framework in place to do it, you'll you'll hit the ground running much quicker than other companies and have a leg up there. Why do you believe sustainability reporting is important for the future of the oil and gas industry? Well, I think there's a really a growing interest in our sector on how companies are managing sustainability issues, particularly in the context of the energy transition. Society expectations are evolving. In recent years, this has been characterized by an increasing attention to sustainable development and sustainable investment, including a greater focus on the risk opportunities driven by the potential acceleration of the lower carbon future. So I think for our industry, meeting the world's energy needs by transitioning to low emissions energy sources is key to delivering sustainable development. And as major participants in the global economy, it is vital for the oil and gas industry to communicate how we're supporting the energy transition. And I, I see the sustainability reporting as a key tool to be able to do that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you mentioned IPCA has been doing this for years and has expertise in this area. What trends for sustainability reporting practices have you all discovered through those annual surveys that you do to your members? IPICA has been developing these annual surveys since 2012, and really through them, we try to identify trends in the sustainability reporting practices for IPICA member companies. And the results provide an overview of current practices, identify widely used performance indicators and emerging trends. To give you a bit of an example, uh, in 2022, on our savior, uh, during our survey, uh, responding companies listed top five topics in terms of their importance for their companies, which include climate change, workforce protection, process safety and assess integrity, business ethics, and energy security. All of them were pretty constant over the years, with the exception of energy security, which made it into the top five for the first time in the last year's survey. Is there a particular company you could highlight that has benefited from its sustainability reporting practices? And it might be nice if there, you know, someone's new to sustainability reporting, if there's a company they could kind of glean tips from that really have strong sustainability report, you could kind of base your own report off of. Well, I don't think I can provide a specific or specific company, uh, but I can say that we are proud at IPICA in terms of how we convene members is that we provide a very safe space for understanding what is happening around trends, how can members improve on their sustainability reporting, and what are some of the key topics that they are dealing with. So perhaps through that process, uh, we, I, we are able to, I think, support members in terms of achieving greater transparency and accountability and how they can, as, as I mentioned, stakeholder engagement is such an important piece, how they manage not only the engagement, but also their impacts. If there's someone listening to this that would like to begin discussions with their own management about producing a sustainability report, what would you recommend that individual do to start those discussions? I tend to think that sustainability re reporting is really so 
intrinsic into company strategy. So being able to sort of associate how you contribute to meaningfully to that strategy would link it in terms of how do you actually want your organization to report against it. But I think probably part of the answer relates to how you want to meaningfully engage with external stakeholders at the, around that particular topic and why that is important for society to learn more about you know, whatever work you're doing, whether you are a geoscientist or you are in, in another area of the, of the organization. What would you say, so, so maybe, maybe a better way to phrase this is if they are interested in joining IPICA, what, what would be the steps to push, not push, but to encourage the organization to maybe join IPICA? Well, I think the, as I said, I think IPICA is the only global oil and gas association focusing on sustainability issues and, and really helping companies to improve their uh, social performance in the context of the energy transition. So I think by joining IPCA, I think they join this community of experts that can and really drive sustainability forward. And it's a safe space for peer learning and sharing. And of course, the really added benefit of um, being uh, the link with um, a number of key stakeholders, including the UN. I think the other very important piece to share about IPICA is that we are a non-lobby organization uh, and that we are driven by consensus. Um, and really, our aim really is to develop and support members in developing best practices some of which are not only available to members, but we try to make it publicly available in some cases as well to sort of showcase what the industry is doing in this space. Yeah, that that peer support, I'm sure, is invaluable in this space in particular. Do you, do you feel like there's a common misconception people have about sustainability reporting? One misconception is that there's a view that companies should tell us more about what they're doing and how they're doing it. And that is something that is easily done. But I think the whole complex, uh, the whole process of how companies undertake a risk assessment is quite detailed and thorough. So I think there's probably a misconception around the simplicity of how companies can sometimes disclose information. I think the other one, which is probably related, is um, sort of on looking at, especially now uh, with the increasing amount of data that companies need to report. So companies should be able to gather all sorts of data, particularly large companies. And lots of data means a lot of transparency that will enable to judge a company's performance. And I think probably there's also a bit of a misconception there in the sense that the volume of data sometimes does not help transparency. But really, uh, to be able to judge what the right measure is for a company is really stems from having a very good understanding of the company uh, strategy and a more sort of detailed perspective aside from huge amounts of data. That's an excellent answer. That makes a lot of sense. We've talked a lot about sustainability reporting. Is that IPICA's primary focus or are there other areas that you're also involved in? Well, as I, I shared with you earlier, and that's one uh, important area, but we cover the whole uh, set of pillars within sort of the sustainability. So reporting is one of them, but we are have a strong focus on climate nature, people, and sustainability. So we have a number of working groups covering these pillars within within the organization. 
I think what, what is important to, to mention is that um, a lot of them are what we describe within IPICA, very cross-cutting. So everything interrelates in this space. So I think that's one of the added values of of our organization too, that we bring members together, but also there's quite a lot of interface in terms of the work that we do in the different sustainability pillars, if you like. If a listener takes one thing away from from our conversation, what what would you hope that would be? Well, I, I think we talked about the growing interest in how companies are managing sustainability issues with a diverse range of stakeholders. And I think how sustainability reporting is really gaining importance these days, particularly with emerging legislation shifting from voluntary to mandatory. I would probably finalize saying that sustainability reporting is a key enabler to provide a decision-making and to help foster understanding and collaboration with a wide range of stakeholders. And, and a more general question here, if you had to describe your journey in one word, what would it be and why? Probably the word I would use would be engagement. I was debating whether engagement or listening, because, but I think they probably go together. And I think the why is the challenge with the energy transition really re- will require a lot of engagement and, and collaboration with different stakeholders. Is there something for the listeners on our website for IPICA that you want us to specifically direct them to or just the general website is sufficient? Do you have a link that would be the best way that you would like them to to go to? Definitely. I mean, I think we, for our listeners, I think there's so, there are a lot of resources that are useful, not only for people working for the oil and gas sector, but for other, you know, other sectors and uh, would be delighted to direct them to ipica.org further details on on the work that we do you reached the end of seismic sound off thank you for listening to this episode if you want to be the first to know about the next episode please follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts two of my favorites are apple podcasts and spotify if you have episode ideas feedback for the show or want to sponsor a future episode, visit seg.org slash podcast and find the box titled Contact Seismic Sound Off. Zach Bridges created original music for this show. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary at Treasurement. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Cobb, Kathy Gamble, and Ali McGinnis. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.